0: Delco, what is Delco? Urban Dictionary, maybe the best definition of any place in the history of any place. Delco is the nickname for Delaware County, not just a place to live, it's a way of life. Delco isn't something you obtain with a short visit while you're passing through, never has been, or don't actually live here, you just won't understand. Delco is something you can spot across the bar while out of town. Speaking of bars, there's 42 to one ratio when it comes to bars to libraries. And it's cool to be a 26 year old barback. You're just waiting for your big break. Delco people love being from Delco. I don't know if there's anything special from Delco except being a Delco guy. I kind of like it. What is up, Delaware County, and welcome back for episode number 34 of Delco Baseball Now. My name is Brendan Ricciardi. I'm joined, as always, by Ben Thorpe. And Ben, we're going to Williamsport. Yes, sir. Media Little League advances. They become the third Delco team to ever make it to the Little League World Series. They will begin Wednesday night at 7 o'clock uh, against Texas. But let's talk about this regional championship game. So I got to go. I was there for the game. obviously couldn't really record videos or anything during it, but I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a more bizarre game where your team's first hit is a walk-off homer.
1: Yeah, and that was, um, I mean, there was a chance there they would have won having not gotten a single hit. They they had a chance to actually pull that off, which would have been just kind of a brutal way to go. I mean, it was a really good pitching matchup in in respect to both teams.
0: Yeah, so obviously, you know, Trevor Skronik's walk-off homer, you know, was the biggest moment of the game, but... As Ben just mentioned, Austin Crowley for media and Grayson Little for D.C. were unbelievable. I mean, they combined for 26 strikeouts. They both had 13 of them, and that pitcher for Northwest Washington Little, well, he's only 11.
1: Yeah, and there was, so they were saying on the TV that he was there last year for their regional. So He has a chance, I don't know, how many kids have like ever done three regionals? Oh, you can imagine they're probably bringing back a decent amount, especially if they're going to have him as their ace. Yeah. Yeah. They're probably going uh, back
0: I'm, there. And I'm pretty sure this isn't supposed to be a slight at all. I don't think there's too many Little Leagues in D.C. You said there are like four. Yeah, As you? a whole, that's what I was told. So, yeah, so yeah, uh, I mean, that's change. that's not a slight on them. It's more of a, hey, you have a chance to go back for it's the third numbers. year. You know, it, it would be pretty cool. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, this game, you know, the the first few innings kind of flew by. Like, I don't think either team had a hit until the fifth inning. But, you know, I have a couple of, of key moments, you know, to talk about. So, um, outside of, you know, the big ones. So, the big one... Defensively, was a guy that I think's kind of flown under the radar a bit for this team is AJ Domenico because he, you know, he hasn't been like incredible at the plate. Like he's been fine, but it's just like he just locks down second base. And there's the in the sixth inning that uh, DC got the leadoff runner on ground ball, he stepped on second through to first, and that like completely shifted the momentum back.
1: Yeah, that was huge. I think for that Washington team and probably anyone that's facing Crowley from here on out, and probably the entire time they've been playing in these tournaments, the goal is to get him out as quick as you can. And, like, once you get out of there, you feel like you're in a good spot to win, especially in when it's a 0-0 game, your your own pitcher's throwing a no-hitter. But that was, like, really good to kind of really, like you said, sway that momentum back to media's side. I think it was really seemed to, like, settle everyone down, get, like, a lot lot more confidence back in the team. Yeah. Yeah,
0: because, I mean, I'm sure at some point, you know, there would be people out there thinking like when Crowley came out of the game and Grattan came in, D.C. still had their guy. Like, you know, they if, if there was a Vegas for Little League games, which, you know, I'm sure there is somewhere, but you'd think the live odds would probably not be in their favor yeah. at that point. Um, another moment that kind of just really swayed the momentum here was Reese Musig drew a 12-pitch walk to start the bottom of six. Now, media didn't end up scoring in that inning, but they got um, Little out of the game with that 12-pitch walk. And, you know, even though they didn't capitalize, like, they kind of stole the momentum back a little bit. Uh, and and that kind of just, you know, made them get to their bullpen. Because I think he came in an inning, he had, like, six or seven pitches to work with. And to get him out without even getting an out in the inning was huge. And that was just like, man, he was all over him. 12 pitches is a long time.
1: Yeah, and that's you could see, like... <clears throat> They weren't particularly, I guess, aggressive after that, but there was definitely a lot more pressure then on the reliever that came in for Washington because he struggled. Um, and I mean, he eventually found his, found his way out, but he, for a while he was struggling there. And I think that that bat and like just putting that threat on there and having to come into a game in the bottom of the six with a runner on and that run can't score puts a lot of pressure on the reliever.
0: Yeah, so this game went into extras. Both teams had their aces out. So at this point, it's anybody's game. In a sense, it's almost just, it became more entertaining because, like, both pitchers were so in control that nobody even had a sustained threat ever. So D.C., you know, they, they had their opportunities in the uh, the top of the seventh inning. So they had the first two batters get out, but then there was an, a double and an intentional walk. So uh, clearly they didn't like the matchup they had there, and it paid off because they got a fly out to Christian Nunez and right to end the inning. That brought us to bottom of the seventh. Another chance to walk it off with the top of the order coming up. Now, obviously, the bottom of media's lineup has been great this year, but you, you got to think in their dugout was kind of like a hey, like it's now or never. Like top of the order, we just need to put one across. Like that would be something where if they didn't score that inning and lost, you'd look back and be like, that was like where we kind of had to win it. But they had a one out walk from Austin Crowley, then Nolan Grad flew out. So at that point, again, you're thinking two outs, a runner on first. You know, we need something going here, uh, and that's when Trevor Skronik, he went down to the count 0-2. He fouled off two more pitches, and then man, that was a rocket off the bat. Yeah,
1: he crushed that. That was it. Was weird on the TV because at that point I was in the dugout of O'Hara watching it. You couldn't really see the ball on it, but you saw the swing and then like it kind of fall over the fence. And I like, think someone there was ahead of us because you could hear the like oh walk off home run yeah and like thirty seconds later that happened. Really, let's go. Like, yeah. it, it was really cool.
0: Yeah, and uh, and I think that. What I saw was because there's like the John Boy video. If you haven't seen that yet, go check out the John Boy breakdown of that home run. He just put that out today. Really? Yeah, uh, definitely check that out. And they said that apparently the main camera was broken, like the one that goes behind the mound. So the oh. reason it was hard to see is because they were only using the behind the like the catchers, you know, looking that makes out sense. of the picture. Yeah,
1: yeah. And that was it. Um, looked like it was like a little bit like sunset too. Yeah, so you got yeah. The glare and everything.
0: Yeah, I mean in the stadium. I would say that off the bat I didn't know it was gone But I knew with Crowley on first And where it was hit That he was probably going to score Because he's a big guy with long Mm -hmm. strides Like he was on first base with two outs He was off at the crack of the bat Yeah it it
1: would have had to be a really good play And
0: you know talking to assistant coach Tommy Bradley After the game He's like I didn't think it was gone Like I was waving my arm Like telling Crowley like you gotta move You know And next thing he hears the crowd reaction Looks up and it's like Well that's I guess you can jog now At that that point you know that was, a, that was a special moment And you know Just like being in the, the media side Especially with my guys uh, Shout out to some of the siblings On the the media team Who showed up with Now they were They had their stomachs And their backs painted Media on the front Delco on the back Really great for the brand
1: Definitely It's a, it's always cool Like when the siblings come out Because they're, they're the ones That kind of get rowdy for it And then You know Bring a little bit of energy You know Good things happen You kind of like You see the siblings Kind of going nuts Cheering you on It's it's always cool to have something like that.
0: Yeah, and there was—I uh, think there was a Crowley, there was a Helberg. there was a Seleski, uh, there was a couple, and it was also really cool to just see like a lot of just friends came, like other media, literally kids, like their buddies, like just came up for this That's game. Uh, so it was media definitely had the advantage on the size of the, the crowd for sure. But uh, so we we're gonna do what we've been doing. We got a nice interview for you guys. We got two actually. Uh, so first we're gonna start off. With Trevor Skronik and Austin Crowley, the men of the hour. Uh, This was taken after the celebration, uh, after they won the championship here. What's up, everybody? Brennan Ricciardi with Delco Baseball now here. We got the media Little League squad here heading to Williamsport for the Little League World Series. We'll start off Trevor Skronik, walk-off two-run home run to win this game. Trevor, talk to us about that at bat here. Um, You
1: know, I got two strikes and I got a little nervous. So, I was about to choke up, but then I decided not to, and I guess that <laughs> was good to not do.
0: All right, Trevor, we've talked about you, your bat flips all summer long. Did you know this one was gone?
2: I didn't. It's not it's, at it's all.
0: It's a defense, isn't it? Yeah. It's a defense. All right, we got Austin Crowley here, 13 strikeouts, five shutout innings today. What was working for you? I
2: thought they were talking about um, I mean, I mean, so, I'm I felt sorry. good in the bullpen earlier, and... I, was, I feel like my breaking ball started to work, like, after the second second inning. I mean, I feel
1: like the first inning and my fastball, I really just couldn't look at it. I think I had, like, like
2: 20 pitches after the first inning. I was just hoping to get out of that one. I was praying. I, I just couldn't hit a spot there. And then after the second inning, I feel like it was the nerves in the first, and I got kind of settled in and figured it out. Yeah.
0: Now it's been cool. Every single championship you guys have won, even going back to districts, you got the start on the mouse. How cool is it to be able to kind of like, even if you don't go the whole way, just kind of set the tone for
2: the whole game?
1: Yeah, it feels great. I mean, I like starting because I've been starting. I've pitched every championship since we were ten, and I feel like knowing that I'm going to pitch in the championship, like, kind of takes some weight off my shoulders, like. Not, Than not being shocked when it's game
2: day and you're like
0: you're gonna pitch. So I know like ahead of time that I'm gonna pitch and yeah, I,
2: I just take some stress off. Yeah. How's the press pass taste? Oh, it's pretty
0: good. All right, you guys will be playing in Williamsport Wednesday night against Texas. How excited are you to get out there and get going? So I'm pretty
1: excited. You can see me shivering
2: right now, you're not shivering. It's the word. Just too too excited. You can't even contain it. Yeah. All right,
0: hey, Wednesday, seven o'clock. Tune in or drive to Williamsport yourself. You guys will be playing I don't, two, two and a half hours, maybe yeah, two, two hours. hours. Yeah. I don't know. Either way, congratulations to these fellas. And we'll see you there.
2: You
0: know, these kids never fail to crack me up. Uh, they also never fail to amaze me on the field as well. Just unbelievable talent from these guys. They've been doing it all summer long. Uh, so it's, it's been pretty fun to just keep interviewing them at each stage of you know, the way we've gone so far. Uh, but definitely you know, the biggest moment of the summer, without a doubt. And, and we also got to talk to assistant coach Tommy Bradley. This one is actually at the Media Team Hotel at the celebration after. Uh, so I originally, I was going to start off with Coach Tom Bradley, like his dad, the, the main head coach. And Tommy goes, he's on the phone with the governor. I'm like Jesus. All right, I guess the slightly more important <laughs> yeah, the, the governor takes precedent uh, over me. Unfortunately, uh, yeah, definitely. You know, I know where I stand on the totem pole in terms of priority, but got the chance to talk to Tommy. So let's listen to what the assistant coach and Bondergrad had to say about this one. All right, Tom, about as dramatic as you can possibly get here. Walk off home run to send you guys to the World Series. To start off, just general thoughts on this win in the team.
2: Uh. Phew that's uh definitely the one word that sums up today's game uh their pitcher is a stud he we found out no lie a day ago that he's actually only 11 years old and the kid went out there and you know he pitched his butt off uh all credit to him unfortunately pitch count you know he came out with a no hitter you know he he got the best of us today um but these kids, you know, it's, it's, been, the, it's been the story all uh, summer long. They just constantly step up. When, when the moment gets big, they, they, you know, they rise to the occasion. Uh, and we went out there, we got it done. Two-run homer to walk it off to send us to Williamsport. You know, you can't write up a better story. Yeah, you guys are making my job easy. So, what is it like having, you know, like you mentioned, a no
0: hitter? Your first hit of the game is a walk off home run. You ever been a part of anything like that?
2: I uh, no. That's why I like uh, I. don't even know how to feel right now. Uh, it's, it all just kind of like, even though it was an extra inning game, it felt like it all happened so fast. You know, both pitchers going at it. Crowley gave us his best today, like always. You know, every time we put him out on the mound, we can count on him to go out there and give us everything he got. Uh, and they had the same you know that was their number one um and he went out there and he delivered for those guys too so for us to just battle through that tough it up and constantly just preach you know it's gonna come it's gonna come it's gonna come and uh you know we got there
0: so obviously, from offensive side, you know, there's been times this season where you guys haven't, you know, exploded in the run column. This seems like the first time you guys have kind of been shut down. So how do you get your guys to kind of just like stay focused, regroup, and you know get them to understand that the breakthroughs coming?
2: Uh, I mean, it's definitely something that these kids finally understand that we're at the stage in this run where, regardless of who you face, you're going to face somebody that's really good you're always going to have somebody that's going to step out on the mound and can go win a ball game by themselves and it's something that we preach to the kids I mean going into the seventh inning there there was only two hits in the whole game so I mean we don't we constantly tell the kids don't expect to go up there and treat it like it's in-house and you know you're going to get a hit every at bat stuff like that you know it it comes down to just going up there and bat on I mean like for example, like a guy like Reese Music goes up there, has like a twelve pitch at bat, ends up drawing a walk, like that was huge. Got his pitch count up, got him out of the game. Like that's what really like contributes to this team effort, going up there, not being selfish and just taking care of business, setting up the next guy. And that's what we did today. We were able to pull it off. All right,
0: little league world series. Probably hasn't sunk in yet. You guys will be playing Texas on Wednesday night. Just simple question, how excited are you?
2: Um well, I, <laughs> I don't think I can really sum it up in words. Um, you know, all season long, I constantly kept saying job's not finished. Um, and realistically, the job was to get to where we're going. So the job is finished. But now you just look at it, and, I mean, I told the kids, I said I'm going from a Kobe quote to a D. Rose quote, and I got to say, you know, why can't we be the best, you know? We, it started right back from the start. Why couldn't we be the best team in the district? Why couldn't we be the best team in the section? Why couldn't we be the best team in the state? And now we're the best team in the region. And might as well go out there, why can't we be the best team in the United States? So. All right, thank you for your
0: time, and uh, we'll see you there. You know, I got to say, if Tommy was going to miss the Delco League Finals, I'm pretty glad that they ended up winning this, uh, this regional championship and punched their ticket because, you know, I know how much – He wanted to be out there, but I don't think he would trade this for anything. And it's just cool to see how much these kids love him. You know, he doesn't have a sibling on the team. Coach Tom Bradley doesn't have any kids on the team, which for Little League is definitely, you know, a little bit unusual for the district team. Like, usually it's like the dads of the kids on the team, you know, at that point. Uh, So, but, you know, obviously Mr. Crowley is a coach for them as well. But, I mean, just being able to, to be there was really cool. And we're looking forward. We will both be there on Wednesday. For their first game against Texas, and at that point, we're just gonna kind of play it by ear for the rest of it. Yeah, well,
1: see see how things go.
0: Yeah, yeah, because I mean, you know, the further they go, like the more we want to be there, but you know, we have to pick and choose. Fortunately, the the Delco Baseball Now uh, Company card is not up and running yet, and we don't, <laughs> and we we don't have you know the 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 revenue to be able to stay there for every game, but man I'll tell you what if they're in a the championship anyone wants to pay for our travels yeah get some from uh, we'll take the me- we, should, we should start selling t-shirts like pirate t-shirts You know? yeah yeah, yeah. Start, you know. sit out of there scalp tickets I'll to see. the free event let's get some NIL deals yeah and they are free 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 alright well that'll wrap up uh, media today we'll you know hopefully get to talk to them at some point throughout this like we did with Brumaw I don't know what their you know availability will be I don't know what the access will be it could be something where we get them on a zoom call like we have been doing you know a couple of them in a room uh, after one of their games. But for right now, Wednesday, 7 o'clock on ESPN, do us a favor and go out to your favorite local media watering hole and, and watch the game. State Street Pub, no free advertising, but is, is somewhere that I've watched a lot of important sporting events uh, with my guys in media. Can't do much better. Yeah, I know Old State Tavern and Sterling Pig. Uh, I, the media theater's been having watch parties, so... Just go somewhere with uh, some yeah, media people a, and, and find watch. Find a
1: local Delco yeah. bar. It's yeah. all, we're At this point, it's all kind of one group just going up there and representing. Yeah, it. media kids. Also, yeah, was,
0: if you want to watch another Delco bar, it'll be on. I promise you it'll be on. Or I believe there's some down the shore. Yeah, some Sea yeah,
1: islands too. Seattle, yeah, Yeah. If you're from Delco and, like, baseball and are actively rooting against media <laughs> yeah. for some weird, like, deep-rooted reason, like they were your rival in Little League, yeah. like, the you only- might want to...
0: Yeah, the Jeff only Taylor. people I can understand wanting not not necessarily wanting media lose, but not caring, are the kids on the twelves that were on Aston Middletown because they won back to back state titles. And like if they'd done that this year, they'd be in the same spot. I'd be a little like salty just because like that could have been us. You know, that's probably like yeah. Like I'm not saying they're rooting for media to lose, but I'm sure a little part of them is like, man, like this could have been us. Like you know, f this. Like yeah, f there's this. also there's you know? a
1: part of that, and there's also like they're still the only team that's really put up. That much offense against that them. is true. So that's like,
0: true. That that team and Back Mountain, <laughs> along with DC, were the only teams that really gave uh, a fight. Uh, yeah, Rad, Radnor Wayne in the first game had them on the ropes, but then yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I guess
1: there's a few teams throughout that could probably look
0: at that and be like, oh, but they'll, they'll tell you that Aston was the best team they played overall. Yeah, that's yeah, the exactly. team that had to fight through the losers bracket and everything. All right, let's move on to another team that's already got their World Series started. We got the Broomall Newtown. Uh, Babe Ruth, 15-year-old team. So, unfortunately, they started 0-2 so far. They lost to Jamestown, the host team. They lost to Torrance. Uh, but they will have th- they'll have two more pool play games left. So, if they win their two pool play games, then, you know, there's a very good shot. They finish, in it's the top three out of five, and their pool will advance. Okay. So, 2-2 two and two should get them in the top third, you'd think. Or the top three, you'd think. Yeah, that's... Could be a tiebreaker thing.
1: For any... Encouragement That's what when, when I went down For Springfield For the 12 views, uh A long time ago <laughs> We were 0-2 and, and then won our last two And made it in the playoffs
0: There you go Blew a um, 9-run lead to Idaho That still haunts me To this day And lost the game Lost the game nine We were, a run, we were a run
1: away From 10 running them And blew out. Wow it.
0: I don't think I've ever I think 9 runs Is probably the biggest Comeback of a game
1: Yeah I still lose sleep over that so, one, yeah. but it's
0: fine. Well, it's, I still lose sleep over losing to Springfield in the high school playoffs. So. There you go. It mean, gotcha. all yeah. evens out, yeah. Um, yeah, but, you know, I don't know too much about this team. I know that um, Aiden Curran was a starter for Marple. Like, he started the playoff game, and he's on this team. So, you know, he was a freshman in, at Marple this year. Uh, I know that huh. – well, actually, we'll talk about it in a sec with the commitments, uh, but there's a guy, Lucian Berger from Marple, that's committed to – Fairfield and then his brother Jackson's on this team, so the burger family is wow. uh oh, because he got time for Marple, too. Yeah, yeah, I think they both did. At least Lucian did. I know well, that. Lucian did, No, yeah. I think both. I remember seeing two burgers. Let's see if, in, let's see if their stats are public here. Oh, I'm looking at the Marple New Time Black oh, Sox. Yeah. <laughs> I need to look at the uh, yeah, not see. yet
1: Black Sox members.
0: No, no, so their, their stats are private. Um, but yeah, so I know that, that they were two members of the team. Uh, let's hope they turn it around. They got. Tuesday at 1.30 against Eau Claire Blue, uh, and Wednesday mm, at 4.30 yes. against Covington County. So win both those games you're in. Probably not in at 1-3, so I'd say they have to win both of those to make it in.
1: Yeah. Eh, it's doable.
0: Yeah, well, if they if they keep going, uh, the, the World Series National Championship would be Saturday. Uh, so that's just something to keep an eye on. I'd imagine we'll have something probably you know, Friday-ish for the next episode to see how media's been doing. Maybe Thursday or Friday, but <laughs> We're going to move on here, Ben. I'm sorry to do this, but the Delco League Finals ended. It was a championship for yours truly and Wayne, but it was a great series. Ben's upper Darby team really made us work for it because we went up 2-0 in the series. They took the next two, but then Cam Mathis just showed everybody he's the best pitcher in the league. That's, I mean, you could say that's the biggest difference. Like, we have a Cam Mathis. Like, that, you know, ended up being... I mean, in the last two Delco League Finals, he's thrown 21 shutout innings. Yeah, you there's, know,
1: there's not really anyone else that has that, um, so... I don't know. just kind of is what it is. He threw really well. and just wasn't much we could do. It, yeah. it just it seemed like it was, I don't know, just, he, just couldn't get anything going on. He day. just, he, a-
0: yeah, he pounds the zone. He doesn't really make many mistakes. But the number one thing is his slider is just so sharp mm-hmm. that, like, even if you hit it, like, most people are not barreling it up unless they're guessing slider. They're like, all right, I'll, I'll let a fastball go by me. Like, I'm hunting a slider, which you're yeah, crazy yeah. if you do, really.
1: Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, honest, It seemed like anything we barreled up. Also just
0: went right at some. That was true was I just, think Max had a couple hard line drives yeah, Right at yeah, people really, I mean it
1: was at the end But like Sammy had one I think Yates had one yeah. he hit pretty, it's Baseball gods were not on our side yeah. that day
0: uh, was, So let's see So one. that was a 6-0 game 5 win Go back to game 4 Because I believe The last time we recorded was in between games 3 and 4 yeah. Max yeah. Anastasio's big 3 run shot Was the main difference uh, in that game 5 run first inning then the offense kind of disappeared after that you know but obviously that was enough to win that game Mm. but the next you know yeah 14 innings or or whatever uh it seems like that was kind of the peak there but i I mean it was another well-played series like i I remember thinking last year because you know in 2021 with upper derby we won in game five then when i switched away i'm like wow like i'm you know, whatever, twenty-three years old, and this is my second. You know, Double League Finals Game Five. Next thing you know, three years in a row. Yeah. Game Five. So I mean, the league is the content's there. Mm-hmm. But, I think it just shows. Yeah.
1: We're, I, I think there's still like a very like you go through the lineups and pretty much everything. We're a very evenly matched team, yeah. but then yeah, you get a guy like Cam Mathis out there for second time in the series, and it's just I don't, he was you also know what you can do.
0: He was also pretty fresh because he only threw three innings in yeah, that Game yeah, Two yeah. game since we'd gotten up pretty big. Um. But uh, I do want to give a quick shout-out because all three Mathises were on the same field at the same time for the first time ever, which I think is super yeah, cool. cool. Yeah. And it's something, you know, because Cam is my age. He's 24. And Owen is going into a sophomore year of college. He's probably like 18 or 19. So at no point in your life are you playing together no, yeah. until then. Uh, but we have an interview from these guys, our Delco Stakes family of the game. You can't beat their meat. Uh, Delco Stakes has been a great sponsor for this whole summer. I know some of our guys, Cole Paykel got a cheesesteak from Ridley. Nice. Uh, at first they're like I- is this real? Like did you make this? And You had to like show <laughs> him the post. So
1: did, did you have to take the thing? Or you yeah, have to, you had to take yeah. the thing.
0: But I think the thing is the, mo- mostly the Broomall location knew about it. I'm okay. not sure they told oh, the Ridley yeah, one. Paykel went to Ridley and that's why they were confused at first. Um, yeah, at least he got one. Shout out to him. Oh, he did. he did. Um, Alright, so let's, let's give that interview here with the Mathis Brothers live from the field after the game. All right, we're here with our Delco Stakes players of the game, the entire Mathis family, Wayne capturing championship number 19. We'll start with Cam. Complete game shutout, one hit. Talk to us about the game today.
2: Oh, uh, you know, it's a good game. I felt ready to go off the bat. Game five, always got to live up to the challenge and a lot of fun.
0: All right, Alden, two-run shot off of Johnny Gonzalez on the roof. How'd that one feel? Right, well, I finally got a hit off the guy. He's 50 years old, doing unbelievable things. It seems like he's been in this league for forever, and he dominates us every time. I'm just glad we finally got the best of them it, it took us till game five to do it but i'm glad we finally got the chance to do it yeah. all right this question is kind of for all you guys this is your first time really getting to play together on a team get to win a championship we'll start with you owen because you suck at interviews <laughs> what is it like getting to play with all these guys for the first time
2: uh feels great i've been watching them play in higher competition my entire life and then finally i'm at an age where i can play in the same team as them and it's fun yeah what about you
0: oh uh, well, obviously it's cool i got the chance to play with cameron and owen in high school at different times so being in the outfield, being able to yell at Cameron on the pitcher's mound and yell at Owen at third base is pretty fun, being, all, being able to do it all, all at one time. <laughs> all right, Cam, obviously big age gap between you two. Did you ever think you'd get the
2: chance to play together? Yes, I mean, we were kind of on the Edco team together. That's he didn't right, really play too right. many games. We, were, we knew we were doing this together. But, um, yeah, I, I didn't know Alden was going to be added to the team. We knew we were going to be together, but didn't expect all three of us. It was yeah. great. All right, six
0: nothing win for Wayne here. We got one last question. Give me your cheesesteak order. I'll take
2: mayo, American cheese, and fried onions. American cheese, fried onions, and peppers. Oh, all right. I'll just take the standard uh, American cheese, grilled
0: onions. Nothing too flashy. All right, championship number nineteen. We'll see you on the opening day next year. Oh yeah, that's Open go. Number twenty. <laughs> you can tell that you know they're all appreciating it, and I think you know. I hope I say this in a nice way. I hope that Alden is playing somewhere else next year. You know, I hope he has a great year at Clemson and ends Me up too. playing in another league. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure you guys too I mean I hope for his sake from the Wayne's sake I'd love to have him back uh, but yeah I mean just you know a summer especially ones that ends in a championship playing with your your whole family is pretty cool uh, their grandmother was down on the field I, I took a picture with them so it was a whole family affair you know getting to see them all and they all had big parts I mean Alden hit a two run homer in game five can't pitch great and all and Owen I mean, Owen started the rally in the sixth. He, you know, played great defense at third. Like, he more than than did his part. Especially all year at school, he played first. Really? So, he didn't play third this entire summer. Or, I'm sorry. He didn't didn't play third this entire spring and just kind of hop right back into it. And even on the dirt fields, because, you know, turf is turf. I get it. But even on the dirt fields, he held his own. So... Uh, you know, it's a great year. It's championship number 19 for Wayne. Uh, the crazy thing, it's actually championship number 18 for Chuck Freeman and for Brian Feely, who won 12 as a player and wow. 6 as a coach. He's been a part of the organization since 94 as a player huh. from Upper Derby High School and then Villanova and then just out of, you know, high school and then took over as a manager. So he's been a part of 18, which is insane.
1: That's
0: it's almost hard to process. <laughs> wow. I'm struggling you to know, process. That is a lot of championships. I, I mean, I, I don't know what I would... I mean, as of right now, so I have one is a true player, one is an injured player, and one is kind of a backup, like a role player. Uh, I think that, you know, st- I mean, staying with Wayne obviously always gives you a good shot to get some more. But I, I want, at the end of the day, I want the league to have more parity and I want more teams in it. Like, I would still love to win every year, but I, I want there to be more. Because at the end of the day, we knew... It was either going to be us, you guys, or Drexel Hill yeah. winning the championship. Mm-hmm. We knew that from the first, maybe second week of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, hopefully, we will get some more parity. Hopefully, teams will recruit. I have a good feeling that the Narber team is going to be better next year. I think they're going to get the arms that they need and kind of start to build them up. I don't think they're necessarily a playoff team, but I don't think they'll be two and twenty-six. Oh, I to playoff team. No, not next year. Going oh back. yeah, we're going back. Next right. year we're going yeah. back to six. Yeah, you're right. You're
1: yeah. right. You're right.
0: Uh, that's all we got from the Delco League. Just want to give a big farewell here to Johnny Gonzalez. Uh, Johnny Gonzalez, the 50-year-old ace for Upper Darby, has announced that he's hanging up the spikes. Personally, I'll believe it when I see it. Same. But there's going to be a lot less cigarettes smoked at Delco League games. Now, Ben, you've been his teammate for way longer than me, so what do you have to say about Johnny's career?
1: Um, It defies logic and reason. Uh, it really is, like, the most I can say. I think that was one of the things that when we were uh, – Towards the end of the game, uh, Marty Berman said it best where it kind of got us up and we were talking about Johnny a little bit. He was like, you guys are never going to see this again. And it is really one of those things that you're, you're just never going to see again. There's nothing. There's never going to be anything like it. Um, so that's, yeah, it was incredible. I think he's, and like, just the baseball wisdom he's like passed on to me and like other guys over the years too is unbelievable. So like, yeah, he's, he's been a great teammate. I'm you know, just kind of a really good mentor, a guy I look up to and he's just so smart. Yeah, yeah. He really is. And
0: so I have I have two Johnny Gonzalez stories that I'm going to share and they're and it's funny they're actually on consecutive days. So I'll start off with him as we're going to go as the player and as the character. So the player was in the 2021 finals. We were down 2 to 1 at Aston Valley and Johnny started on the mound. The game got suspended because of rain about halfway through the game. So we had thrown about 50 pitches. He comes back the next day. I'm thinking I had no idea who was going to pitch, and Johnny started again. He threw another 50 pitches, and we won that game. But the the story that you know I think about that shows his impact was we were playing in Game Five because we won that Game Four. So in that Game Five, we had this guy Tom Darer. He was like a, he almost threw like a three quarter arm slot, but he was around like 90, like mm-hmm. 89, 90, and he goes in with a one nothing lead, uh, and he lets up home runs on in two of his first three batters. So he came in the third inning. We kind of did like an opener. And he, he came in and let up.
1: Shout out Luke D'Ambrosio. Yeah,
0: shout out. Brother of media Little East Chase D'Ambrosio, of course. Uh, Luke D'Ambrosio came out after two innings. And John, and Johnny was helping out Derr because he, he let up those two homers. And Johnny goes in and he's like, yeah, like do you throw a two-seam fastball? He's like, yeah, a little bit. He's like, throw it more. And I think he did not let, let up a single hit for the rest of the game. In the in the fourth or seventh innings, I think he went like twelve up, twelve down, or something like that. You know, it's just like Johnny wasn't even pitching, and he like won him, yeah, won the game for us with his advice, just from what he was seeing with hitters. That's
1: he'd make an incredible pitching coach somewhere. I don't don't think he's probably. It seems like he has his pretty, things pretty much figured out work wise. But if you ever wanted to try it.
0: I think he would work in a high school, and not a college, because college is too analytics driven. Meanwhile, high school like would kind of let you know, let him use his wisdom, because he would there be all these analytics, and he'd be like, no, like do this. Like I've been doing this for. 50 yeah, but he's years, also you know? right though. Like, agree. But right? <laughs> I'm saying some like of the analytic, like some colleges are trying to get guys to throw as hard as possible, and he's going to eh, teach kids how to yeah. pitch is more like my point. Like he'd be a good maybe a D three pitching coach. Yeah, definitely. You know? Uh, but yeah, the league will miss him. The league will still see him though, because he's going to be umping a lot of games. And in my opinion, he's one of the better umps in the area, from what I've seen, like behind the plate, compared to like some of the other Delco League umps. Yeah, was... Like I actually, I mean, he does he does interact games. Like you he know, does he's... a lot of
1: games. He did he, he's done like some of the Perky League games. Yeah. I pitched in.
0: I've had him in Delco League games. Really? Yeah, when we're not playing Upper Darby. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, heck of a career was. I only spent one year as a teammate with him, but it was a good one, well spent. Mm finals mvp at age 48 years old and i mean i'm gonna tell my grandkids about him like he's like a mythical creature at this point yeah first
1: first delco baseball now hall of famer yeah
0: honestly i think i would absolutely start at delco baseball now hall of fame but i mean the the main thing is like you know you talk to someone like my uncle's friends or like people like from delco that are years older and they'll be like that dude's still pitching he was old when i was in the league like you know 10 years ago i'm like yeah but uh I mean, 50s, you know, it's a good time to call it a career, I guess, yeah, I, I guess yeah. at that point. So, shout out Johnny, legend in the league. Uh, we are going to move on here. So, we, we mentioned a little bit about a, a quick commitment. So, Lucien Berger, he's a Marple Newtown outfielder. Uh, he was on that Bell Ringers team with Connor Scanlon, I believe, which will make sense because the Fairfield coach got them both. Mm, yeah. So, I'm guessing they were probably on the same team. If not, probably went to like the similar events and stuff. Two Delco guys going to Connecticut together. How about that? I think uh, I think that's like The MAC That's like that conference With like Mon er, Or MAC Monmouth used to be in it But it's like Fairfield It's like uh, Siena Like Quinnipiac
1: Yeah Um, That Fairfield team Was really good Two years ago Two years ago
0: ago. They went like 40 and like Single digits or something And you know obviously like you're not going to win your super reach no, but
1: like yeah, so solid. Yeah. that's a good program yeah. for those guys huge congratulations to both of
0: yeah you. Uh, shout out to Lucian uh, I I didn't I mean I would see some Marple games because they had game changer streams and stuff he's a big dude I saw some clips of him hitting over the summer and uh, some of the tournaments it's just like raw power yeah I feel
1: guy. like with the Marple I feel like he was always doing something for yeah when we were writing year. the game recaps yeah. it was
0: it was, uh, it was always him and like the Bennett's like Cox yeah. and Jason Bennett or whatever uh, we have oh, another couple shout outs here my guy Dan Crossen, uh he used to play Nether Legion he played for Carroll and Scranton he just won an independent league championship in the P- in the Picos League Pecos League uh, Picos. I, I think it's Picos, yeah. California I think it's the same league that Steven Wells played in I believe so, so yeah um,
1: I, I don't know the location of the Picos actually I think it's Texas because wasn't there that like there was that like weirdo team that went one in 48.
0: San Rafael Pacifics.
1: Just sounds like a great team to be probably, a part of.
0: Probably pretty hot playing Houston in the summer. Jeez.
1: Oh, yeah, it's real bad. Yeah,
0: shout out Danny Boy. Uh, known him for a while. I'll have, to, I'll have to try and get him on the show. I think that'll be cool we'll talk pretty about cool indie league. Uh, we also had Mike Anderson, uh, Rhode Island freshman, going into a sophomore year. Bonner guy. Had an unreal freshman year for Rhode Island, and he just won an NECPL championship, summer ball with the Newport Gulls. And it's pretty cool to see, like, Summer Ball is interesting because, like, you play and you spend, like, every day with these guys that play for different schools and stuff. And then some of them, like, you probably never see them again unless you play against them in whatever league you're in, you know? Yeah, Because you're yeah, from yeah. all over the country.
1: Yeah, either that or, like, I guess you go back to the same place to play again. But, yeah, that's kind of, I feel like, it's like a pretty unique thing, though. You make some friends. And, yeah. You know, with you social media and everything. Though. Oh, like, yeah, you stay yeah. in
0: touch. You just might not see them. Uh, Mike had a good summer. He had a couple bombs. He hit like two, you know, like 50 or 60-something. Uh, I'm excited to see what he does going into his sophomore year at Rhode Island. I mean, any freshman hitting three fifteen with 10 homers, nine fifty OPS, uh, deserves to be talked about. Uh, he, he didn't do a job. Yeah, he didn't throw as much as maybe he would have thought or anyone would have thought. Like, I think he kind of, you know, when he came on the show back in probably like March... Uh, maybe April, he was kind of like, yeah, like, I like them both. Like, I, I'm going to do what's needed of me, and first base was needed. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, be ready for whatever you need, absolutely. Uh, so, shout out to Mike for that. All right, let's move on to the final topic here. We got our Philadelphia fighting Phils. You know, it's, it's a tough series loss to the Twins, but, you know, I think it's one of those, like, you kind of just brush off and be like, eh, like, the Twins, you know, they lost to two good starting pitchers, they had a great win in the first game of the series, and that ump did not help them in that one. No, when Boehm got ejected,
1: no. and that's it's not ideal, but you're also not going to win every series. Mm. Um, so, I think it's one where the lack of hitting was a bit concerning, but sometimes that happens. And honestly, like every time the Phillies put up a ton of runs like that, they're usually you can usually bet on them going quiet for the next two days. Yeah, so.
0: yeah, I mean. Johan Rojas hitting a 47 mile an hour like, slider for his first career home run. Yeah, that, that might pitcher. have been
1: like, congrats to him on his first home run, but also that might have been what like got a little bit of bad juju. In maybe, day, like.
0: maybe. <laughs> uh, so the fills are off today, which is why we recorded at Ben's house in Conshohocken because every time we record here when they play, they lose. So we, we knew we had an off day today here. Uh, tough series coming up. The Toronto Blue Jays are a very solid team. It's only it's it's weird. It's one of those like we play two games here and two games there, like so not right now, but like I think uh, played them earlier on. in the year. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, because you know, they
1: were here earlier in the year. They were. So, so we're back in Toronto
0: now. So Zach Wheeler against Yusei Kikuchi is the first game. Naranola Nola versus Kevin Gosman. Gosman's really good. I'm a yeah, little worried about that game. Big... I, I would like a split. Just take one of the games yeah, in Toronto. Yeah.
1: Before. I think that's a good because they're. I mean, they're a contender yeah. in the AL, so that'd yeah. be a good.
0: They're playing at Washington this weekend. Shout out to Ranger Suarez who's getting the Williamsport start in the Williamsport game on Ooh, Sunday night. That's exciting. Which is cool because apparently he's the only starter that played for the Williamsport Crosscutters, so he pitched in that field before. Oh. Back you when think that that's was going to help him, I don't think it's going to help him. I think it's no. kind of just like a full circle. Yeah, type that's thing. pretty cool. You know. Uh, but I'm so excited to see our media guys at the game. I'm uh, sure there's going to be some great content with them.
1: As as they go through the tournament, like ESPN is going to have a field day with them.
0: Yeah. All right, so we have our, our Delco Baseball Now sources. I don't want to spoil anything for the kids because I'm not sure they know yet. But a certain Philadelphia Philly will have a surprise for them on the field during that game. I'm not going to say anything else because I believe at this time they don't know yet. The game's not until Sunday, so I don't think they know yet. But one of the coaches was... Uh, was relaying some information. So keep an eye out for that. You'll know it when you see it, 100%. But, I mean, no matter what, they, you know, media could go 0-2. If they still get a third game constellation guaranteed. It would be against an international team. Uh, so no matter what, they'll be there for Sunday yeah. and be at that game. I don't even think the general public can get tickets for that game.
1: Worst or, case, you get to yeah. beat up the Czech Republic and then you see a win. Yeah,
0: yeah. So oh, that's just going to be such a cool environment. And they'll most important part is the national stink and we should kill them. Yeah. So that that would be ideal for that. Uh, I think that...
1: Is that the Phillies? No, the Phillies had one before, right?
0: They played the Mets. Yeah, I yeah. think it was back when the Phillies were terrible because they, they wore those like the players weekend yes, jerseys, yes. you know? I'm going to look that up. I'm going to guess 2017 or... I would have
1: guessed I thought it was 18. A, maybe
0: the year before Harper got here. I'm going to guess 18 uh, because... Yeah, it was 2018. Yeah. Yes, because Hoskins. I remember Hoskins because it was like the big fella thing. They haven't said if they're wearing any different uniforms.
1: I don't know that they. Well, the players' weekend thing isn't a thing anymore, is it?
0: No, but I was wondering if maybe they'd wear something different just for the classic. They should wear the same jerseys the kids wear, like. But the problem is both Philly and DC are mid Atlantic, so it wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah, that game was be. Really
1: cool. Were they like a, like big jersey, big versions of the little league jerseys? I would be
0: sick if the Phillies wore mid Atlantic jerseys.
1: Put us in charge of this. Oh
0: man, yeah, we'd uh, we'd make millions. Um, but yeah, I mean not not much has changed as in the big picture with the Phillies. I mean Trey Turner's really got going. That's mm. awesome. Like it seems like somehow we kind of jump started him and he just looks way more comfortable. He's hitting the ball hard. He's hitting the ball in the air. It doesn't feel like every time he's up, he's just going to ground out to shortstop again like it did last yeah, year. Yeah,
1: just, it looks like something's finally clicked,
0: yeah.
2: which is
1: good.
0: Yeah. Uh, Nick Castellanos has looked awesome. He hit, I think, three home runs in, like, a two-game stretch. And that JT looks better. Like, obviously, the last two days, like, nobody looked good. But some, it's sometimes, like, you've got to tip your cap. Like, Sonny Gray and Pablo Lopez are both 3-5 to oh, 3 out I mean, they're
1: both incredible pitchers. You
0: know, like, I, I I'm – I don't really think anybody is stressing over this series. Like you know, they lost a series. You can't win every home series. No, it no. happens. You got a, a stretch where you can play the Nationals, and I believe after that it gets e- easier. They play, so they play the Giants, which is a big wild card series. But then they have the Cardinals and the Angels, which should be five out of six wins. You'd hope.
1: Yeah, is Shohei going one of those games?
0: I hope not. It's too far away for us. It's two oh, weeks from yeah. today. But that, I mean, man, looking ahead, that giant series is huge. Yeah, it's gonna be a big one. Oh man! All right, well, we got a lot to cover in this show. We got a lot going on. Make sure you tune in Wednesday night, seven o'clock, for Media Little League, the first Delco team to play in the Little League World Series since 1967. Newtown Square. It's only the third team ever. Uh, I think it was in Upper Darby. I think it was called, like the Upper Darby Boys Club or something. It was in like the 50s. Yeah. Uh, but the first in like the modern era. Uh, I, I Austin Crowley. I imagine is getting the start. He's on full rest. He's ready to go. Uh, and if they win, they will play North Dakota on Friday. If they lose, I don't know if that opponent would be determined yet, but it would be Saturday at two o'clock. But, probably be the loser of the other playing Yeah. Game. Can you imagine how many people would drive up for a Friday night game like a winner's bracket game? More importantly, that... do you know how many people are going to call in sick on Friday?
1: It's gonna get rowdy up in Williamsport mm-hmm. if they get a win. That's that it's a, a guarantee. Shout
0: out our guy Mike Sielski from the Philadelphia choir. Williamsport is not ready for Delco, not at all. All right, as always, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram at Delco Baseball. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Delco Baseball. Now, uh, once again, thank you for listening, and we'll see you hopefully with some good updates next time.